we are. All right, and with that, we will get started. It is now 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is Rochelle Muckle. I am the Exhibitions Operations Administrator at AMT, and thank you guys for joining us. We, I think somebody told us. You can me, all hear us, right? I've, yes, can you guys all hear us? Can you hear us? Raise can you hand. raise your hand? I guess you could hear us, but, you know, I was talking and yes. people are responding, so I guess they could hear us. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, King. I'm, okay, perfect. I'm, well, we will definitely take a look at that confirmation email and see what went on with that, but glad you guys were all able to make it here. Thank you guys for joining us um, in the middle of, or not the middle, of the end of July. Somebody told me today it was like 58 days or something like that away from the show, so we are getting super close. Yeah, less, less than two months, definitely. So 58 days sounds about right, 58 yeah. days. Yeah. Wow. Um, I know. It's pretty crazy. Chicago, watch out. Watch out. Yeah. IMTS. We here at AMT are extremely busy. You guys have no idea. We are in the middle of actually moving our um, location right across the street, though, so not far distance. But it does take a lot of work and packing, and so we're doing that in the midst of preparing for the show. So we are extremely busy. And yeah, just wanted to take the time to say thank you guys for joining. I have a few announcements um, for our exhibitors. Definitely make sure that you guys are looking at your e-kits. Announcements. There are announcements. <laughs> uh, we have a few major deadlines. The hanging sign deadline just passed. So definitely go in and take a look at that. Take a look at some of your other forms. A reminder, registration deadline is coming up August 12th, so make sure that you get all of your staff registered, otherwise you're going to incur a $35 badge fee per badge. So definitely go in and get all of your people registered. Um, EAC registration, make sure that you're registering your exhibitor appointed contractors. It's very important as well. Um, by now you should have gotten your housing. And just make sure to look out for the eKit Wisdom. Our newsletter we created specifically for exhibitors has so much content. Um, especially now, it's extremely important to make sure that you're reading that. Um, and the last announcement is we are starting a new um, club for exhibitors. It's called the IMTS Club. It is going to be open throughout the show, during the show hours. Um, it'll be a nice, relaxing location for you guys to kind of just um, take a break from the show floor if you need it. There'll be some refreshments. There'll be meeting rooms. It'll be very loungish. Thank United Lounge. It'll be um, very loungish? Yes. Is that what you said? I did. Loungish. Loungish. Okay. So you can purchase, um, and it's, it's very cheap. It's only $150 for the whole show. So you can access it as many times as you'd like. Um, you can purchase that within your exhibitor kit. But, but, okay, so when you say it's an exhibitor lounge, mm -hmm. but you say it has meeting rooms, so can they bring a buyer in? Um, yes, you can bring, I think it is... So they can bring somebody, a buyer in for a meeting? Correct. Okay, just want to make sure. Yes, it is per person. So um, that is a per person cost. 
Okay. Like check that one out in your exhibitor kit. Okay. But if I if I am an exhibitor, I want to make sure that, that I, I understand this as an exhibitor, that, that if I am an exhibitor mm -hmm. and um, I purchase a pass for myself, yeah. uh, then I can bring a buyer in with me to go into a, to, to have a meeting. Correct. Okay, I don't, the, the buyer doesn't have to have a pass with me. Correct. Yeah, because it's an exhibitor pass. Yes, it is. Exhibitor club. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure we're, we're clear, about clear on that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So. All right, and with that, I'm going to pass it off to our marketing gunslinger, Mr. Steve Miller, a.k.a. Melania Trump. Melania Trump. Oh, yeah, i got to change that, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I almost thought that you were going to come on with Pokemon. I, you know what? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, but after her speech last night, I had to, yeah. I had to go with that. So, Okay, so I'm going to fix this. Uh, here we go. So that's that's in there. So thank you for pointing that. Of course. No so problem. and are you leaving us now? I am leaving. Okay, she's got work to do. She's got places to go, people to see, things to do, parades to lead, uh, and she and is going to be moving. Thank you much for joining. Yep. Thanks, Rochelle. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad, as you all know. Marketing Gunslinger, thanks for thanks for joining us. Got a whole bunch of people on here today. Uh, as usual, we are recording this. It will be available for you to uh, to watch, uh, you know, to share, uh, everything like that. We'll have the visuals that you are going to see right over there. <laughs> okay, that that I will have those available for you to download as well afterwards. And uh, of course, we've got this big old chat thing going on down here. So I'm going to. I'm going to, whoops, wait a minute. Let me, uh, let, me, let me move myself so that I can expand the chat for me so I can see the chat. So I can try to follow on this as well. Uh, and you are welcome to chit-chat with each other, uh, make comments, ask questions while we are doing this. I will do my best to track those and, and answer them as we go. But we are talking about, you know, throughout the, uh, wow, we're, 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 you know, we're getting right down to it now. We're getting into the, uh, uh, the final final days, like uh, she said, she thinks it's like 58 days until uh, the show, and uh, obviously it's going to be huge, obviously there's a lot of work that uh, they're, they're putting in, and you are putting in a lot of work as well, too, and you're making a big investment, and as always, IMTS, you know, we're trying our best to give you as much information as possible so that it will help you to generate the biggest bang for your buck uh, at, uh, at the show, and so uh, we've talked about uh, getting ready for the show, you know, the pre-show. We've talked about, um, you know, things like booth design and promotions and, uh, uh, you know, the marketing part and everything, you know, social media and all that sort of stuff. And then, of course, um, when we get, after we do the show, then we've got to get into the post-show follow-up. And, um, you know, one of the things about post-show follow-up uh, is that some, there's a couple of things about this. Uh, I'm going to share a couple of statistics here with you from from some recent studies that uh, might surprise you and, and uh, kind of reinforce the uh, importance of follow-up for you. But um, you know the thing about uh, thing about follow-up is that follow-up should not should never be a generic process. Uh, it, there should not be a there there is not a one-size-fits-all post-show follow-up. 
we need to, we need to understand that. And that's why in the promotion and in the, in the materials promoting the program today, I said I said that I'm going to show you the one way that is the correct way. Uh, and uh, it's pretty obvious what it is, but alt but the fact is, is that very few exhibitors follow this. So um, uh, so but let me let me share with you this study. Uh, ju just a couple of the <clears throat> results of this study that Exhibitor Magazine. Uh, uh, does a fairly, I think it's an annual study of of uh, uh, exhibitors, their readers, uh, and uh, uh, if you're not familiar with Exhibitor Magazine, uh, it's uh, you can I think you if you just Google Exhibitor Magazine, you can find it online, and you can find a, a whole bunch of information that uh, might also be helpful for you as exhibitors. But uh, uh, three of the interesting statistics that came out. Uh, of last year's survey. The first one was that they, they said that 37% of the respondents to their survey said that they establish a pre-show goal for the quantity of leads when they go to a trade show. Now, you know, obviously for me, I'm looking at saying, okay, well that means that 60, 63% of the exhibitors that they surveyed, and they're most of their uh, readership uh, are big exhibitors, are, are bigger exhibitors. Although I do encourage smaller exhibitors to, to uh, uh, you know, to read Exhibitor Magazine. I mean, there's lots of great tips in there. You don't have to be a big exhibitor, obviously, to get good tips. Uh, but but this this tracks pretty pretty closely with my experience over over the many many years uh, that I've been involved. That that. 63% of companies failed, and I, I actually would venture to say that, that uh, when, when you start to add in all the smaller companies into uh, the mix, that the, the percentage is actually higher. But we're going to stick with just what they said right now. 63% do not really set pre-show goals for quantity of leads. Now, it might, they might have other types of goals in mind, um, but really the, you know, you know, other than maybe writing orders at a show, which of course that is, it still happens. It's not necessarily the norm anymore, uh, but uh, there are still companies that write orders at trade shows. There are still going to be companies who write orders at at IMTS, and and mo but most companies won't. So writing orders uh, would also be what I would consider to be a legitimate goal as to how many orders, you know, how big they are, total total dollars, things like that. But the but the primary measurable objective that companies would typically be setting for uh, at a show like IMTS would be leads, you know, qualified leads that you you capture and then have some type of follow up uh, after the show is over with. Now, too many companies, too many companies fail to uh, set a number for that, uh, fail to establish a pre-show goal. Uh, and very often, a lot of companies will just say, "Okay, well, we're going to get get as many leads as we possibly can, or we're going to go. We're looking for brand exposure, or we're you know we're looking. We want to pack our booths with as much traffic as we possibly can." And then afterwards, then they start complaining about, "Well, you know what? You can never measure your ROI uh, from uh, exhibiting." And the reason is very simple: it's because it's because those companies who can't measure ROI never set it up for them to be able to measure ROI in advance. And uh, 
some of you know that uh, later on this morning I'm going to be actually doing another webinar <laughs> you know, that is going to be talking about that. Uh, and I recognize some of the names on here who have signed up for that one as well. So, uh, so I, you know, I look forward to seeing you about there. So the second thing that came on, came out of that study was that 34% of respondents say that they do have a formal lead scoring or lead ranking process, okay? And uh, lead scoring and lead ranking. And that, that kind of gets into the idea of uh, determining the level of quality of the leads that you're going, you're, you are going to uh, generate. Now, notice the, the word is lead scoring or lead ranking. Now, uh, um, some of you have heard me say before that there is a that, that in my mind there is a difference between a prospect and a lead. Okay, and and the way and, and I it's a very simple definition. Okay, and that in lead scoring, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more later, is lead scoring uh, that a prospect is somebody who fits the profile of your target market. So when you think of all the attendees that are coming into the show. Uh, this year, you know, back in 2014, we had over 114,000 people who were at the show. Now, that included exhibiting personnel, uh, media, uh, things like that. Uh, I mean, people like that. Uh, and it was something like 59,000 uh, um, buyers, 59,000 professional attendees who were, who were there at the show. But even that uh, does not mean you have 59,000 pros uh, prospects or leads, right? or not even prospects, because the prospect is somebody who fits the profile. So of the 59,000, there would be a certain percentage of them that would fit the profile. But then uh, a, lead, a prospect is not a lead, because a prospect simply fits the profile. A lead is somebody who fits the profile and also has indicated an interest in your product or service. Okay, And that's where lead scoring gets in. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later on. but. Um, but 34% have a process in place, which again means that what 56% don't. Okay. Now here's another one. You know, less than 70% have any formalized plan in place for how leads are are, are going to be followed up, uh, and uh, uh, and you know, and that really speaks loudly as to the weakness of follow up and why uh, you often hear from attendees that uh, you know. There are a couple of, couple of top complaints that are consistent across the board with trade shows uh, in all industries. Complaint number one is that attendees say that when they walk into a booth, uh, they are often ignored. So take that tip. That when somebody comes into your booth, acknowledge them. Talk to them. Okay? You don't have to attack them, but acknowledge them and talk to them. All right? But complaint number two, the, the second highest complaint that I've seen over the years, is that they'll say, oh, these, these people don't even follow up. And so um, experienced buyers will often capture their, you know, collect their own information from exhibitors, and then they will assume that they have to do the follow-up after the show themselves. And one time in a focus group uh, a number of years ago, uh, that came up as a, as a complaint in the focus group. And, uh, and I said, well, why, why do you guys, do this? Why do you guys? Why don't you wait for the exhibitor to follow up with you after the show? And, and somebody said, "Well, somebody has to be the adult in the room." And uh, so, uh, so make sure that you are going to have some type of follow-up system in place. And hopefully today you'll be able to uh, to put that together. So 
you know, essentially when we go into a trade show and when we're talking about post-show follow-up, what, what are the objectives that we want out of the post-show follow-up? And the big, high, you know, the, the, the big high answer to that is that there are two objectives. And one, the first objective is number one, is to generate sales. I mean, why are we going to a trade show like IMTS if we're not going to ultimately generate sales from that? Uh, now, we want to make sure that, it is, that it is, uh, they are sales that we are able to track back to IMTS, and that often is not case, is that very often, you know, leads that come out of a show like IMTS, they get dispersed out, they go out to salespeople, sales teams, things like that. There might be a long lead time before, you know, a sale is culminated, and there's no tracking system that ties them back. But that also means that then it becomes hard to measure your ROI. Right? So, so objective number one is generate new sales. Objective number two is to be able to prove your ROI uh, from uh, you know, a, show, a show like, like IMTS. So, uh, so between now and then, you know, there's essentially a, a couple of simple things that you want to be able to do before you, before you go. And number one is how many leads would you expect to generate there? Now, if you are going there and right now you don't have an answer to this, then my recommendation to you is get one. Get an answer to this. Uh, you know, decide how many leads you feel you would need to get to make it a successful show. And, uh, uh, you know, even if, if, if you're saying to me, oh, well, you know, we're going to go there and we're going to build our brand. Well, you know what, that's, that's all well and good. But you know what, that is never a primary objective. Uh, uh, and, you know, because, because that's an objective uh, that is difficult, if not impossible, to measure, okay, that you build up your brand. In my opinion, I'm, I'm a huge branding fanatic, all right? I'm an advocate of branding and everything like that. But branding is the result of other efforts, okay? Branding is never the primary Effort. So how many leads would you say that you want to get at IMTS? You know, and you think about it in terms of this, that what is the ideal next step you know, in the relationship building process? Let's say, let's say that there is, a, there is a road, there's a path that is going to go from the uh, prospect uh, you know, to becoming a customer. All right? We'll say that the prospect uh, you know, and that, that let's say there are typically, you know, in this case we'll say there are typically three um, different types of communication uh, or commonly three communications um, between us and uh, with them before we get an, an average sale. I mean, a lot of times it's many, many more, you know, five, six, seven, um, you know, uh, before a sale is, is uh, made. Uh, but in this case we'll just say three. And uh, step number one is to get the prospect to, uh, to come in and visit us at IMTS, right? That's step number one. Uh, that's, the log that's the logical next step, is that we want to make sure we're doing things to attract that prospect into our booth, somebody who fits the profile. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we do that through pre-show promotion. You still have time to do that. You've got plenty of time to do pre-show promotion to get them to come and see you at the show. Number two is, the, the way your booth is designed, the signage that you have, is that it's attracting the people that you want to see. Those of you that have followed me for a long time, you know I call it, you know, how, you know, how do you hunt moose? Who's your moose? You know, the, 
114,000 uh, people coming into uh, McCormick Place. It's just like animals in the forest. You know, there are there are bears, beavers, uh, deer, snakes, birds. You know, fish. Uh, uh, you know, moose. Uh, um, you know, rabbits. There. That's what this is. Is they're all animals in the forest, but the only animal that you care about is the moose. And so, in order for you to get the moose uh, um, uh, into your uh, in, into your booth, is that you have to have the correct moose bait to attract them. And you use that before the show, and you use that during the show. Okay, I'm going to take a pause here. I see Lou. You're saying is, is anyone else getting echo sounds? I don't know. Um, not sure. No, no. Um, so, sorry. Thank you, everybody, for responding. So I just want. Um, I I don't mean. Sorry, Lou. But sorry, Lou. You might want to just log out, log back in, very quickly if you want, and see if that fits. Okay. So uh, so anyway, so talking about the moose is that then see once we attract the moose to our booth in. You know, at IMTS, and then we have a then we have a conversation with them. So then, the, so then we get into this next this next step. All right. So what is that next step right here? You know, how do how do we get them to go from here to here? All right. And uh, you know, that's the point. This is the post show. This is the follow up afterwards. You know, and so how many leads do we want to cap? Do we want to meet here at IMTS or prospects? that we can then identify that they, they actually have an interest, they fit the profile, they have an interest, and that they would want something to happen after the show. And so that's the number I'm looking for myself. I'm looking for a number that are going to go to that, that next step after uh, the, the show is over with. Okay, so number one is how many leads would you expect to get at the show? Number two is then let's get into that lead scoring that I've already talked about, okay? And how do you define a lead? Well, number one is do they fit the do they fit the profile of your target market? And then when they come into your booth and you have a conversation with them, uh, that you know then that that uh, then you're able to identify that yes, in fact, that person uh, not only fits the profile but they also indicate a level of interest in the, uh, you know with with your product or service. And when they do express a level of interest, then you get into okay what's going to happen next, all right? What's going to happen next after the show is over with? So, see, so one of the things, so like if we look at it like this is a uh, an exhibitor at the show, all right, and he's talking to attendees, and the thing is is that you don't know, you know, when they first come in and you first have that conversation with them, are they are they uh, attracted to your booth because they're just simp they just simply are curious about what you have. Curiosity is, is you know certainly attracts a lot of people. They see you have something cool, shiny object, uh, a cool piece of machinery, and they want to see it and, and they want to just see it in action. You know, but they don't necessarily fit the profile of the target market, uh, or they fit the profile of the target market. And they think it's pretty cool. They're curious too, but they have no interest. All right. So it's up to the staffer to have to help determine what is going to happen next. Now, when I said there is a best pre-show, uh, best I'm sorry, best post-show method, uh, the best post-show method, in my opinion, goes sort of like this. Okay, is that number one, 
the staffer has a quality conversation with somebody. Not just a conversation, but a quality conversation. And that quality conversation fits that lead scoring profile that we're talking about. So, so the, the attendee fits the profile of your target market and then indicates a high enough level of interest. Not necessarily a soft level of interest, but actually a high level. So, I mean, you know, you can might maybe say it's like on a scale of one to five, uh, that, you know, do they have, you know, would, they, would their interest level be one, two, three, four, or five, okay? Obviously, you would love to find somebody who fits your profile and they and they have a and there are five. Their interest is is like oh my gosh, you know. In fact, it might be to the point where they're going, I'm ready to order right now, uh, you know, or a three or a four or something like that. You know, when you have somebody who's who has a level of interest on a low end, a one or a two, I mean, certainly you 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 can meet people who have a zero level of interest and they fit your profile. Um, there's not much you can do about that. Okay, it's you know whether we whether we believe it or not, if somebody does not believe that they have a need, if somebody does not believe that they, they, uh, they have an interest in your product or service, that's a hard sell. That's a very, very hard sell, often takes an awful lot of time. The closing rate of, you know, uh, of, of selling somebody who has no interest is very, 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 very low. And in my opinion, it's not worth it. You, I'm looking for people who are basically raising their hand and they're saying, yep, I'm I'm interested. So on a scale, say, one to five, I'm looking for somebody who's, say, at least a three. Okay, that's, that's what I would be looking for, right? So I'm looking for a, the, the staffer has a quality conversation. And, you know, and a quality conversation is, a, is it's somebody who fits the profile and then uh, also shows a level of interest. And, one, and, and then you have the conversation, obviously. You're talking about how, uh, you, you know, you're answering their questions. You're talking about what you can deliver for them. Uh, uh, you know, whether it's the type of product or the type of service that they would be interested in. But then you're going to reach a point in the conversation where you can't really go much farther. Now, this is where, this is where it becomes very important because too often the common, common uh, uh, um, reaction or response at this point with, with most staffers is, well, let me scan your badge and we'll follow up with you after the show. Or give me your business card, and we'll follow up with you after the show. All right, that is not a mutual agreement on a specific next step. It's just you know, yes, there's a mutual agreement for follow for follow up, but what is the follow up? And that's you know, and that's what separates it. That's what makes it different. See, is that you want to both agree what exactly happens next. So what happens next? You know. Who will be doing the follow-up? Very often, it's very common for businesses to have, uh, uh, you know, people that uh, are in the booth, uh, and whether they are geographically not in the right place, or whether they are, they might be, uh, you know, many many um, exhibitors uh, uh, have uh, uh, engineers, tech people working in their booth uh, who are not involved in sales, but they are there at the booth because they're because they know all about the products, right? And, uh, you know, and so they are not the ones who are necessarily going to be doing the follow-up. So, you know, what is going to happen next? Who will be doing the follow-up? So if it's going to be handed off to somebody else, that needs to be explained to the new lead, okay? Uh, and then when will it happen? So you're getting as specific as possible about, uh, 
you know, what is going to happen, who is going to get it, uh, you know, who's going to do it, and when will and when will it happen? All right, you know, this is not, and I understand. Look, this is not rocket science. This is very, very uh, uh, common. This is common sense, not common practice. Okay. And number three is then do what you said you were going to do. Okay. Uh, again, like I say, a, a big, big complaint from attendees is that uh, they communicated with a with an exhibitor. They communicated communicated a, a high level of interest and requested that somebody follow up with them after the show. But because it wasn't a specific mutual agreement, then it's often kind of you know, out in the black hole. And then, uh, then nothing happens. And there's nothing more frustrating to a potential buyer than to expect a follow-up um, and not get one. Okay. So when you, when you have this mutual agreement, then that can make a very, very uh, big difference uh, and big impact on your ultimate ROI from, from IMTS. And like I said earlier, there is no one-size-fits-all follow-up system okay, uh, uh, that, in my opinion, works because it's treating everybody the same. You know, I'll often hear from, from companies, I'll talk to uh, companies, and they'll say, oh, you know, we've written a letter, okay, it's going to be, a, you know, and, and the letter is going to be ready to go out, uh, or email, or we have a, we have a, you know, a catalog that's going to be going out to people, uh, and everybody whose whose name gets scanned, they're going to get the letter and the brochure, and, and because doggone it, we're going to make sure that we're following up with these people afterwards. So everybody gets the same exact follow up, and uh, uh, and that is not what these people want. They don't want a generic follow up. They want a follow up on what they specifically, you know, talked about with the staffer. All right. So now, on top of that, some of the tips that I'm going to give you about uh, a few tips that I I, I will uh, I will give you about following up. You know, that's that's the very very simple basic best way to follow up. But let's think about this for a second. So if somebody does come visit us, we do have we do establish a mutually uh, you know uh, agreed post show action step. Then typically what I shouldn't say typically, but then what I will do is I will, as soon as possible, send an email to them, thanking them for coming into the booth, uh, and then confirming what is going to happen next. So in other words, I'll, I'll say something like, OK, hey, really appreciate meeting with you and talking with you about ABC uh, um, CNC machine. I have no idea. Um, and uh, uh, you know, 12-axis something or other. But, uh, uh, and, uh, um, you know, and just to confirm, you know, what we talked about for follow-up is that I will be uh, sending you this brochure, and then I will be emailing you again to set up a phone call uh, once you get it. But uh, you know, and you will have it in your hands by um, you know September first, something like that. So, uh, and I will confirm that with them with with the email. And I send that as soon as possible. Now, something that I will do, uh, which is a little bit unusual, is that I often will include a photo with that. Uh, and so what I'll try to do is, uh, I, as one of the things that I try to do is, uh, is I will try to get a picture with my new lead at, at the show. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, people love pictures. They love having, uh, you know, when they get pictures. And 
And so what I'll do is I will send them a picture afterwards, and I'll just say, hey, here's, the, here's, the, here's that photo. Here's that pic that, that, that we took, all right? Now, it's doing a couple of things. Now, now one is, again, it's reinforcing the uh, personalization of the email. Um, it's reminding them of their, of their contact you know, with me, and it's a personal contact, and it's also reminding them what I look like, okay? So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it's anchoring in their mind me, all right? A lot of times companies will say that, uh, and here's, here's what happens, is they do a generic follow-up, they hand, you know, they hand out the leads to uh, somebody else, and uh, or or the person who even met with the per, uh, with the attendee will then follow up, you know, a couple weeks later, and the attendee goes, uh, "I don't remember talking." Okay, so you're you're using this to create that anchor uh, in in their mind. Now, if you don't have that picture, which I strongly encourage that you do get that, is you can send a picture of the specific product that they were interested in, and you can say, "Okay," and you, you know, and and not necessarily one from a brochure, but one from your booth at the trade show. And you send that picture and you say, okay, here is what we talked about, all right? So a picture of the product to, to, to remind them. Even maybe a picture of your booth to anchor uh, and remind them. Now, I'm not necessarily saying send them three pictures, but I'm saying something like, something like these that will help to, uh, um, to anchor in their mind. Right, so that then again, when I'm following up with them later on, I might even send that same picture back, you know, along with my follow-up uh, to say, oh yeah, I remember, remember our conversation, remember us talking, talking. Now another thing to think about is that not all leads are equal. Okay, there there are some leads who are much better than others. We know that, you know, I mean, we're all we're all in sales and 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 marketing. You know, we've all done the ABC leads, things like that. And uh, you know what? If you've got a really, really good lead out there, a, a uh, somebody who you consider to be a an A lead, you know that they 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 are the perfect profile uh, for who I'm looking for. And boy, they showed a high level of interest. I mean, a high level of interest. Uh, then my follow-up with them might even be more. Uh, um, aggressive than what we had talked about, where we say they say, okay, you know, I'm going to mail, I'm going to, I'm going to send something to you, uh, and you can watch for it in the mail. I'll have it to you before September 1st. Well, if if I determine somebody's a really really good lead, well, then I would probably put it in a FedEx, you know, envelope or a FedEx box or something like that 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 arrives, which creates a, a, a number one a high level of uh, a sense of urgency, but number two, it shows it shows that you are serious and you're willing to invest in them, okay? And so that sends a very, very powerful message to people. Uh, and, uh, and finally, the last tip is uh, that uh, I always encourage my corporate clients that when they go to a trade show and they come back from the trade show, uh, the tendency that we all have is we have spent and let's say you're there for the entire show. You've spent six days in Chicago, and um, you know minimum of six days in Chicago, maybe seven days in Chicago. You come back, and you look at your desk, and your desk is piled up with mail and, and other messages that you didn't get to while you were there, and things like that. And all of a sudden, our you know our brains kind of look at that and say, "Oh, I better take care of that." And when I take care of that, 
then I'll take care of my post-show follow-up. And I always recommend to my client is don't do that. Do not allow that to happen because you just made a tremendous investment in time and money to be at a show like IMTS you know, that, and, and the single best thing you can do to help yourself in follow-up is to extend the show one more day so that, in other words, you get back into the office, all that stuff that's on your desk, you take it off your desk, you put it somewhere, you, you put it somewhere else, and you, and you spend the first day back making sure that you're setting up all the follow-up, you're following up with the people that you said you'd follow up with immediately, and you're getting everybody else into the queue, you know, for and you're getting your follow-up set up right there that day. Extend INTS one more day, and it will make a huge difference in the results that you have afterwards, and then take care of that, that other stuff after you're done with that one day. But extend the show one day. So the big thing is, number one, is, you know, what is the ideal, you know, next step, uh, in, you know, at the show? Who is that person that is coming to see you in your booth, right, in your booth right there, and then if you have a quality conversation with them, you identify them as being, uh, they fit the profile of your prospect, and they have a high level of interest for your prospect, then what is that next step in the relationship building process? And that's the step you're looking for, and that's the post-show follow-up step that you're looking for. Uh, and that's the goal that you want to have, and then you just go out and you do it. So that's it. That's the, uh, the, the, the best method that I know of. There's no general, general method that fits, fits everybody, uh, and uh, I strongly recommend that you, do, that, that you follow that. So uh, time for questions. Like I said, this was, probably, this was not going to take a full hour. And um, uh, while I'm uh, waiting to see if there are any questions here, then I, I want to uh, just give, give a little shout out that uh, uh, for those of you that uh, are not watching them, if you're on, if you're on the email list, uh, then you probably uh, are getting emails from me once a week, essentially, uh, that you know, are very short little marketing videos that I, uh, I share, uh, and uh, if, you're not, if you're not getting the notice of them, they're, they're typically uh, under seven minutes, so they're very short, um, and you can go there to theadventure.com slash blog and sign up for them there. So, uh, um, and so let's see if there are any questions. I see some people are typing, and uh, of course now that, I, that people are typing, I have to put my glasses on here to see if, so here we go, okay. Uh, are there things that you could you would avoid saying in follow-up letters for lesser strength leads? Things that would rub the customer the wrong way. Now I'm not I'm not really sure what you would what you might say what you might say to people, but uh, people who have lesser strength leads. Number one is I mean anybody who you, the, the number one thing is they have to fit the profile. Okay, they they really have to get, they have to fit the profile of your target market. Number two is as I said. If we look at it on a scale of even zero to five uh, level of interest, I'm always looking for the people that are that are three and three and above. Twos I might keep for possible future. They might go into my mailing list or my email list for getting uh, newsletters, you know, or like the video I'm talking about or something like that. Um, um, but zeros and ones, you know, I probably just wouldn't even bother uh, because. 
um, you know, you think about this from a perspective of need, okay? Uh, you know, that somebody fits a profile. Now, we might think, okay, if they fit the profile of our target market, well, they need our service. They need our product. And maybe someday they'll need our service and, they'll, and, our, and our product, okay? But, but essentially what has to happen first is they have to agree that they have a need, right? They have to acknowledge that they have a need. And that's where I get into that level of interest, right? So if somebody has zero interest, uh, in, in my product or service, then I'm going to be very, very careful about spending my time and my resources following up with them. Now, that said, that's Steve's opinion. You know, there are many roads to the top of the mountain. If you want to keep them on your list, that's fine. And then I would, say, I would send a message, like if you say, like you say uh, Melissa, you know, that if they are lesser strength leads, well, there's nothing wrong with, with sending them a letter that says something like, hey, thanks for stopping by our, our booth. We appreciate the time you spent with us. Uh, you know, just you know, just to stay in touch with you, I've, you know, I'm attaching, you know, maybe it's an email, maybe it's a letter that you're sending to them. Uh, you know, I'm including our brochure or I'm attaching a, a you know, a, you know, a PDF of our brochure or something like that. Uh, and if you have any other questions, feel free to follow up with me later on. So, the, you know, it's a, it's a fairly innocuous type of message. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into anything much, much more than that. Uh, Sharon, uh, great. Oh, I appreciate your comment. Great info. This should be available no later than tomorrow. And uh, it will be on the IMTS, uh, you know, .com website under the, the webinar uh, archive. Okay, but I would say no later than tomorrow. All right. Um, companies need to clearly define lead levels to have consistent coding. Yep, yep, I, I would agree with that. I think Betsy's responding. It, you're right, Betsy, and that's absolutely true. Do you have any experience with immediate LinkedIn follow-up? Connect to the lead before it comes into the CR system a week later from marking. So um, connecting to the lead before it comes into the system a week later from marking. Do I have experience with immediate? Um, you know, a little bit. Uh, um, I, you know, if I uh, have a connection with them or if I've met with them and maybe, uh, um, you know, because if you're thinking about LinkedIn, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I've had really, I've made, really great connections on LinkedIn. I've gotten a lot of customers, a lot of new clients uh, through, uh, through LinkedIn. And, um, you know, so, you know, I would stay on top of them as soon as possible. I would not wait until they're in your, you know, in your CRM system uh, uh, to, uh, to follow up with them. If you've got that connection with them and, and, and you are connected in LinkedIn, then I would definitely go ahead and do, do the follow-up. Uh, and um, you know, just st just stay on top of it. I think I think that's one of the things that sometimes we tend, you know, especially if you're handing it off, right? Like, let's say you you're handing it off to, say, the marketing department, and, and then they're going to take all these things and they're typing them in and they're going to enter them into the CRM system. And sometimes it takes a little time. Well, you know, in the meantime, um, that that lead is getting cold. So, um, and uh, you know, LinkedIn uh, is is a very good place to uh, follow up with. So, yep, no problem there. I agree. Uh, go for it. I uh, hope that answered that. Uh, let's see. Some other people are typing in uh, information right now. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was talking about a little bit about measuring ROI, and uh, so I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe talk a little, just, just very quickly say that I am doing this webinar, another webinar, uh, in about an hour and 15 minutes um, that's a free webinar on uh, how to measure ROI from marketing. And uh, 
so, uh, and if you're just interested, you can go to theadventure.com slash free-marketing-roi-webinar uh, and uh, sign, sign up for that. Um, yeah, okay, Gerald, that's a real, well, see, there you go. Okay, if you've experienced better response on LinkedIn rather than sending emails for both pre-show and post-show, well, man, you know what, guess what? Your, your, your market is telling you how to communicate with them. And I would definitely stay on top of that. You know, and if that's working for you, actually, two thumbs up, right? Keep doing, keep doing what, you're, what you're doing if it's working, all right? So um, let's see. I see a couple other people are typing in in questions, and um, minute here. So while we're giving them that, uh, uh, number one is yes, it's being archived, uh, being recorded, archived. It will be available on the imts.com website probably by tomorrow, along with the visuals that I've got over here, uh, and. Uh, uh, and then um, let's see what else. And then also just def just FYI, uh, if you go to the imts.com uh, website, also I mean we're just doing webinars all over the all over the place, right? We've got another webinar on Thursday for IMTS attendees and exhibitors, uh, and you can see the information on that on the imts.com uh, webinar schedule, and it's all about building good websites. Okay, that's what it's all about. So. Uh, let's see, uh, LinkedIn, follow-up work well. Yep, good. Make sure to give the, the leads daily to the sales post. Sales people, good job, Chuck. They send a quick thank you, then follow-up post-show. Um, yeah, the photos. That's like one of the secret sauce. I'm sorry, secret sauce uh, uh, tips. Okay, don't share this information with anybody did not attend. Um, if the leads do not respond to the follow-up emails, what is the right time to wait before you write to them again? Number one is uh, number one is remember you are getting them to agree to the next step in the relationship building process, whatever that next step might be. The initial email that I'm sending is just simply a confirmation of that. They don't necessarily need to, to follow up on that. Now that said. The agreement that I'm going to make with them is that I'm going to follow up with them uh, on a uh, uh, with an email. Then what I will say to them is, okay, you want me to follow up with you by email, right? They say, right. I say, okay. So that means that when I send you that email, you are going to respond, right? And they go, right. So okay. So I'm going to put, you know, my subject line is going to say, you know, hey Steve, uh, great meeting you at IMTS. And when you see that subject line, that's the one. And you're going to tell me, and you're going to follow up with me, right? Now that alone, you know, you're getting this commitment from them. And, uh, uh, and then you are, uh, and you're going to get a very, very high, re high return, a response, response rate to that. Um, the occasional people that don't, don't respond, you know what? Then you just, you know, if you, have, if you haven't heard back from them within, you know, five or six days, blast them back again. You know, and if you've got, a, if you've got their mailing address, uh, even though they said they wanted you to follow up by email, I would email them again, and then I would also send them something in, in the mail. I would just, I would, uh, you know, just, just wait a few days, reasonable amount of time, and then I would jump all over. Okay? 
So, okay, I think uh, I think that's going to kind of take care of it, and uh, uh, hopefully that gave you uh, something to think about, something to plan for uh, for the show. Uh, coming right up, coming right up. So uh, I appreciate you all being here today. You know, if there's anything that we can do, you know, at at uh, IMTS, oop, let's do this again. You know, IMTS, you know how to contact them. Uh, you know uh, probably how to contact me because you get emails from me all the time. If you are not getting emails from me, then there's something wrong. You need to be on my list. Go to the adventure and sign up for something. Okay, sign up for anything. You can even send me an email through there, steve at theadventure.com, and uh, tell me you want to be on my list. Uh, so uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining me here today. We will be back again uh, 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 in an hour or so, or not we, but we'll be back in on Thursday with that other webinar, and then we'll be back again next month. I'm not sure exactly what and when yet, but uh, we're getting you ready for IMTS. This is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad and marketing gunslinger, and always remember, be uncopyable. See you next time. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs>